Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Central Indiana, and welcome back to the First Day Sunday Magazine Show. It's hour number two. I'm Terry Stacy, along with Kylan Talley. Good morning. Good morning. A little brisk as you make your way to Lucas Oil Stadium for today's Colts-Jags game at 1 o'clock. Roof open, Kylan? Yes, ma'am, it is. They decided that yesterday. They didn't even want to hear the weather report. <laughs> we're like, we're doing it. We're embracing the fall weather. The winds are going to be getting a little strong this afternoon. Yes. Hopefully the kicker does okay. Hopefully it'll be okay. You're absolutely right. I believe it's Marvel Universe again back at you at back at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. So you've got, you know, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Thor, Spider-Man all available for photos until 11:45 today. Just getting underway. Uh coming up this hour, the Queen of Free Sherry Lowe has some ways you can save on Halloween candy. Also, Ethan Hatcher and I went antiquing in historic Cambridge City where we visited a former brothel slash mortuary slash speakeasy. And it is said to have some paranormal activity. And you will hear our conversation with the current owner of the building at 1130. It's the season for scary stuff. I love it. And that brings us to our next guest. Kylan, take it away. We have Indiana Fear Farm. Their season is started already, but a lot of haunted attractions are the perfect thing to do right now. That's right. And so we have one of the co-owners, Joe Doolin. Hey, Joe. Us. Hi, Joe. How are you? Great. How are you today? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thank you for spending time with us this Sunday morning to talk about Indiana Fear Farm. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. How is the season going so far? Oh, it's been a been a really good season so far. Beautiful weather. Um, yes. Can't the nice people coming out? The good fall weather's got everybody in the spirit, and we just love scaring people. Do you have any new changes for this year? I'm obviously not giving away too many spoilers, but anything that people should know while they're headed over? Yeah, I mean, we we typically change about twenty five percent of our attraction each year. Um, wow. This year, the big the big change that everybody's going to see this year if they're we if they're a frequent customer is. Is the way our mid or midways laid out. Uh, we we switched some stuff around. We put in a new driveway, uh, keep people out of the mud, um, and uh, change some stuff up up front. So just the general appearance of the of the property is different. So that's that's the big change. Uh, there's little changes inside the barn, so we can get different scares here and there, but uh, without giving too much away. <laughs> hey, Joe. How long have you yeah. owned Indiana Fear Farm? This is our 20th year. 20 years. And what in the world were you doing before this? <laughs> oh, you you wouldn't believe it. We've uh, <laughs> uh the yeah, this this uh this farm actually started out as a horse stables. 
Uh, my oh. wife uh, trained and broke courses and gave lessons, and it uh, oddly enough uh, evolved into this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a, that's quite a change. It's quite a change. Yeah. So I can't imagine, you know, that first the, the thought the thought. Okay, we're going to turn this into a haunted attraction. And the cost involved, I understand, in doing that to buy all the stuff and everything you do to have to get it set up is incredible. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it's. I've had twenty years to, you know, obviously gather all the stuff that I have, but uh, it's the the cost can be be heavy at times. Yeah. <laughs> With this being a family business, you and your wife started Indiana Fear Farm on your farm. What exactly? How did that conversation go when you decided that you wanted to change it into a haunted attraction? I'd, well, uh, to be perfectly honest, to take take you back to the very first season, um, we we boarded horses here on the farm, um, and some of the boarders we had some teenagers in this, that year, and they were like, "Hey, let's let's do something scary in the woods where they rode their horses." And we we're like, "Sure, why not?" So we went over there and threw some stuff up and told some people we were doing it, and you know, had a good time. And the next year rolled around and. People showed up on the farm wanting to know where the haunted hayride was. So, okay. we were like, hey, maybe something there. <laughs> so, how, because of just the way people have changed and society has changed, have you had to change the way you, you have a haunted attraction these days? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, you know, the COVID was a little hard on us. You know, we had to do the social distancing and stuff. And, uh, um, there's definitely some things that we used to do that we don't anymore. Like we used to touch people. Yeah. Um, we used to get real up close and personal and you know, it's, it's just hard to do that now. People don't, you know, obviously no one ever really likes to be touched when they don't know you, but they definitely don't know what to now. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. What got you into the business? What I mean, like, did you scare your siblings when you grew up? Anything like that? I mean, a little bit. Like you said, I don't know. It's, we just kind of lucked into it. And then once we realized this was such a big industry and, I mean, you get into it. You know, it's everybody loves scale. Well, I guess not, maybe not everybody, but I, I love scaring people. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you perhaps one of the actors? No. Unfortunately, I don't get to do that anymore. Uh, my wife and I are more of, you know, the the ones that have to control the the big issues, you know, the chaos and stuff. Um, every once in a while, you know, we'll get we'll get to jump in and, you know, for a few minutes here or there. But, yeah, those unfortunately those days are over. <laughs> yeah. Somebody told me that there is an actual, like, a, a show for all of you that are in the haunted attraction business that you go to once a year, and you can go and you can find props and you can find the things that you need. Is that is that part of your life too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – it's a it's in St. Louis every year that's where they have been having it it's uh, a huge huge show where they do Halloween and Christmas and all kinds of stuff and yeah if, if you what it all this like even stuff that you see on movies you can find there it's it's crazy are there any other ways that you guys plan for bringing the next haunted attractions and stuff every year while you're doing your new renovations I guess oh yeah I mean my wife's the is the genius behind it to be honest with you i just i'm just the one that brings her ideas to life but uh she's constantly you know watching what's new checking out the new scary movies it's yeah it's uh i'm not the <laughs> yeah. 
for her, so I give her props. <laughs> you know, uh, and that's Sabrina, back, by the way. Sabrina is your wife, is that right? Is Sabrina, I can think I yeah. can hear her a little bit. The themes, is it? Do you do you change the themes a little bit each year, or do you always stick with just one one thing? We're out in a barn, we're in barns, and and it sticks with that kind of a theme. Or do you you think about what's scary this year, and we're going to change it up a little? Oh yeah, absolutely. We don't. We're not. We don't really theme anything uh our either attraction the hayride or the haunted house um it's more just of what what we think is scary or what looks really cool uh we definitely throw in the new stuff uh you know try to try to tap into what everybody else is you know in or into that year right like clowns. I mean, we go through oh every God. year it's something kind of different. Clowns have been kind of on our, our radar here for the last couple of years. You know, all of a sudden we really hate clowns. But but for the most part, what scares you, Joe? <laughs> uh, empty parking lot on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. yep, I'll agree with that one. <laughs> yeah. Are you starting earlier every year? Because I feel like we keep pushing holidays a little bit sooner and a little bit sooner. Have you are, have you gotten a little earlier than when you started 20 years ago? Yeah, we definitely. Yeah, I mean, we obviously picked up more days throughout the year. Um, yeah. We're pretty much, I don't know, for the past probably five or so years, steady to that last weekend in September through 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 the end of October. So um, that's about as far out as we'll ever push it probably. But, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the let's, let's get ready for the next, you know, right. season. So. Right, right. <laughs> yep, I got gotcha. you. You're out in Jamestown. Uh, and you're yeah. open every day a week. You open seven days a week. No, we uh, we're open uh, Thursday through Sunday uh, for the next two weekends. Okay, Thursday through Sunday for the next few weekends. IndianaFearFarm.com. They have a lot of discounts that you can get. The college discount, group discount, military appreciation night is coming up. So plenty of different things that you can still get involved even with a cheaper budget. Hey, Joe, thank you. Thank you so much. Tell Sabrina we said hello, and uh, we hope it's a successful season once again. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. 11-16-93 WIBC. Ninety-three WIBC. It is Terry Stacy, and joining us now is the Queen of Free, Sherry Lowe, QueenofFree.net. How are you, my friend? We've missed you. Oh, I am loving October. How beautiful is it outside right now? I know it. The world is alive with color. It's a great season. It is also spooky season. $103 is the average of what Americans spend on Halloween this year. It's about $10 more. But, Sherry, I'm telling you, I look at candy prices and I'm like, okay, it really is one piece per kid this year. (laughs) I mean, it's just crazy expensive. And I know that you know how to save on everything. So uh, what about Halloween? Well, let's talk about candy specifically. And I would always encourage anybody before you hit the eye, before you shop online, before you do anything, really measure how much you can spend and how much you really need to buy. Because I think it can be overwhelming when we get in the aisles and we're like, ooh, this bag, that bag, this is my favorite, you know, and right. this is what I think people love. But you have 
have to have a good idea of both of those before you start doing anything. Yeah, I know. And we buy too early. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I buy candy way too early. That's just going in my mouth until the day before yes. Halloween. And then I'm stuck with, you know, you get a, you get a Twizzler. So anyway, I'm not sure I've seen any candy coupons, but I might not be looking in the right place. <laughs> they are out there, yes. And I think you always want to scan before you begin shopping. We're going to see more and more as the weeks roll by. Um, and so, you know, you can look for printable coupons. That's still a thing. And I always tell people if you're going to print coupons at home to use grayscale on your printer and um, use recycled paper when you can to do that. But you also want to look at digital coupon platforms, places like Imperks or Target's Cartwheel or the Kroger app for other savings. And then after you're done shopping, you want to use uh, other apps like Fetch Rewards, Ibotta, and Checkout 51 to increase those savings. So I, you know, definitely look for coupons. Remember that there's going to be clearance the day after Halloween. Why mm -hmm. we pay more the day of or the day before than we do a day later I don't know, um, but obviously you probably won't be handing that out. However, you can use it for baking through the holidays. A, a Reese's inside of a cookie or a cake is going to taste the same whether or not it came in a Halloween wrapper. You're absolutely right. Queen of Free is here. Sherry Lowe, queenoffree.net. She's got lots of great resources and tips and all kinds of stuff for you at queenoffree.net. Sherry Lowe, the queen of free. And one last minor tip, too, is somewhere like Menards might be a great place to pick up candy, which seems weird at a hardware store, but you can get that 11% rebate back on your purchase, and that's not too bad, and they usually have a great selection. Didn't know! Great tip. Thank you very much, Sherry Lowe, the queen of free with all kinds of good stuff. Again, go to queenoffree.net. She's got a listing of all the stuff she talked about today in case you missed anything. And Sherry, thank you. Always good stuff. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you, too. It's 1125 here at 93 WIBC. Top 10 haunted attractions in Indiana Ooh. since we just spoke to uh, Joe and his wife, Sabrina, who own Fear Farm in Jamestown. Haunted Hills is number one. The Haunted Hills Hospital at Lake Station. Oh, Terry, stop. Haunted Hills Hospital. Number two is Fear Fair in Seymour. Number three, Tour of Terror in Hobart. Nightmare on Edgewood here in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. Also the 13th Hour, which sounds really scary, in Indianapolis. Hysterium Haunted Asylum in Fort Wayne. Criminally Insane in Crown Point. And the House of Trepidation here in Indianapolis. Those are your top eight. Not going to lie. I know I told you trimmers. ten, but it's it's eight. It's only eight. Uh, and uh, and I still love them. You know, I'm much older than you, Kylan, but I still love going. The only worry for me now is I could actually really have a heart attack. Whereas when I was younger, that, that, little, that little anxiety, that anxiousness, <laughs> it was okay. That was just fear. Now it's like, oh my gosh, am oh my I having God. a real heart attack? It's 1126. You're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC. It's going to be a good, good, good day. I'm going to sing all my blues away. 93 WIBC. Terry Stacy, along with producer Kylan Talon. Kylan Talon. What did you just call me? Kylan Talon. Like the bird. 
Like the Kylan Talon bird. <laughs> Kylan Talent. Maybe. Kylan Talent. That's still Kylan, not even good. Producer Kylan Talent is here. <laughs> It is a beautiful, good, good day, and leaves are going to peak in the next couple of weeks in many parts of our state. It is my favorite time for road trips within the great state of Indiana. And last weekend, took a drive to historic Cambridge City with the host of Saturday Night on the Circle. Ethan Hatcher, Terry Stacy, we're in Cambridge City. Right off the old National Road. Historic Highway 40. Highway 40, which I grew up on, by the way, in Henry County. First, tell us where we are. All right. We are in La Mortuaire, and we're speaking with the owner, Haley. She has shown us this fantastic building, which has lived many lives, and we're going to share the stories with you now. It has been a mortuary. It is currently a marketplace. It has been a brothel. It has lived other lives, and you're going to hear the story but first we got to go downstairs into what was not only the embalming room because it was a cooler temperature and that kept the bodies from decaying but it also was a functional 1920s speakeasy back in the day which is so uber uber cool it is a wooden floor and it looks like we're picking up a cellar door. Haley, do you feel like that there that this is a haunted environment? There, there's no feeling about it. We've actually we do partner with um, different um, groups, national groups that do investigate, and we've gotten gr- a great deal of data that would substantiate that this is haunted. Friendly ghosts? Always good vibes, yes. Always friendly ghosts. Um, we had one that was somewhat engaging, but we kind of igno- we, we ignored them. Um, and one of the gals did say that she tried to push him back with some sage. <laughs> now you told- I forgot my sage! <laughs> You've told me that there were actually uh, paranormal paranormal happenings. Stuff lying around the room, pianos yeah, playing. Oh my like, gosh. Yeah, isn't that cool? Only sort of. Absolutely, absolutely. They, we did um, ask them that the door was moved, um, and then um, we can talk about more. Um, there was a, an inhabitant here um, of recent who was a, um, a music writer, and his name was Glenn, and um, he did write music. And so um, he asked for a shot. Um, we are going to accommodate this next um, investigation, and um, we brought a keyboard because of that, and it did play on its own. Not a full song, but notes were being played. What kind of liquor did he want? I, I think it was whiskey. We're going down right now. Making the traversal. Haley, you okay? Sure, absolutely. Thank you. You be behind me. Okay. They're going to close the cellar door now on top of us, which means I can't see anything. But I do believe I see candles. There's candles everywhere down here and tables. And you know what? It's actually very beautiful and very peaceful. And we're safe from tornadoes. (laughs) True. Very, very, very true. Safe from tornadoes, but maybe not the spirits. So not only was this the embalming room at one point it was a speakeasy but tell us more about how it accessed the other building because of course prohibition era uh the prohees are coming in coming in they're gonna take your booze and you got you gotta go you're making an escape where were the uh patrons of this establishment running off to sure so if you we can go even further to this uh, wall here toward um the east and you can see that there is a difference um here i think ethan i showed earlier here. So and they have since oh, sealed this up. Yes, yeah, since sealed this up. Um, however. Which we're looking at about the, uh, oh, you know, the size of a. 
1920s person. 1920s person, <laughs> not your today person. So um, what I'm told is, you know, there, there was a speakeasy, and, and if um, they were interrupted or someone, uh, you know, tried to take, you know, their booze, they would run to this next building uh, that's connected to us and hide. Nothing's touched me. Not yet. Nothing has pushed me. Nothing has pulled my hair. It's warm down here. Usually they say that spirits, uh, there's a cold air that might come around when a cold... No. <laughs> that was just Ethan moving quickly around to my side. Uh, I'm feeling very comfortable because this place smells fantastic. Haley yeah. has a great collection of incense and candles that make La Mortuaire smell more like a conservatory or a greenhouse. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Wonderful. Which we do do that in the, in the summer. I do... Um, <laughs> I do. I do aqua and hydroponics. So yeah. So right up our alley. <laughs> what is that noise? Uh, Those are the customers. The customers upstairs. Oh, okay. We did kind of go away from that. We are in uh, the the midst of a remodel, and so we did add some things here to make it more warm and inviting. Um, our first investigations were basically on the floor, and it was a, a little bit more terrifying. <laughs> Why did you want to do what you're doing here? It wasn't me. It it told me. So if that makes sense, like I I didn't choose it. It chose me. So I was literally, um, to kind of digress, um, about, hmm, about 11, 12 years ago, I'm a medical professional and um, I travel extensively, but I, when I came home, this is where I spent my time. I spent my money, I spent my time. And so it just kept bringing me back and bringing me back. And one day as I drove through, the building was available and it was so, it was so surreal. Um, driving down, I caught something from my eye and then look back and I look back and then I had to drive around the block and then I was sold so and you did it and everything has been just as you had hoped absolutely and it evolves it evolves every day I, I learn more and and the building speaks to me and and we just change and and I think we with the vendors we have and the things that we do we just evolve and we're, and we're letting it naturally progress and the building tell us where to go congratulations well, no regrets right none none whatsoever none and Haley right. needs to tell us about her plans for this space sure. because it's going to revive the speakeasy. Right now, um, we are using this space. Um, the upstairs is we do have many, many vendors, um, and it's a seasonal market. So, you know, we'll have, you know, flowers and hydro hydroponics in the summer. And then now, obviously, we have things for fall and then winter. We do uh, the um, investigations, and you can do a lunch down here. We rent out the space for the conventions and so on and so forth. And then we also work with private groups that want to investigate. They need a venue. Um, we use this for paranormal investigations, but we are reviving the speakeasy. So there, watch for that. Um, by invitation, you may get something and you may get a code, and that means that you could spend time in this speakeasy with some flappers, and, and we're not going to tell everything. I think really it's really smart. Yeah, I know. I think it's a super cool idea, a great usage of the space, and a revival to one of this building's past lives. Fantastic. And I love that you are taking on that renovation, and you have such a passion for returning the historical portions of the building. You were sharing about uh, your journey to try and find some of the original antiques from when this was a mortuary and then return them to their home in order to return the history. And I just love that. I love the dedication. Yes. We are looking to acquire anything that might be historic or pertinent to this building or other buildings. Um, we have great, um, not on US 40, we have many, many buildings that, that are wonderful, but obviously I, I mine is special. <laughs> yeah. So anyone has anything or we're just going to continue to research and work with historical society and try and find those, bring those back, back 
back home. Tell us a little bit more about Cambridge City and what makes this special. I see the mural that I took a picture of right across the street from you. This was apparently one of the stops where Lincoln's train car yeah. came through. It, it, it's beautiful. It's, it's quaint. It's, it's, that, it's, it's the feel. And I think that's probably also what drew me. You know, it drew me here. Funeral procession did come here. They, it's rumored that he did stay in um, the Venton House, which is across the street. Um, and then the funeral procession did go through. Um, that used to be a canal house. So Cambridge City was basically what made us, um, on, but put us on the map was that there was a canal that came through and that made us really um, pertinent location because people could bring you know their boats through and, and, and get supplies. Um, so that's a great building and that's on the 22nd. That is going, um, we're not only investigating my building, but I have, uh, she's graciously opened her, so we're going to investigate that oh, building. Wow. Very, very historic. Um, we have all these wonderful places. Um, General Meredith had um, the, at the end of um, the um, the train here, um, it was a great mansion. So we used to have racehorses. There's another mural down there, and so it sold racehorses. So that also made us very, very special because um, people would come from all over to buy those. So they would get off the train, all, um, and they would um, come pick their racehorse. And um, and it was at first it was all this big, gorgeous um, land, but then because of people to spy, they put big fences up. So we had General Meredith. We have a gentleman that was a Buffalo Wild West gentleman that you'll have to, um, that I don't know a lot about, but I know Dr. Birch does. And so he's going to kind of help me. So he has a house there um, and he was famous. I'm trying to think anything else. Um, and there, there's probably another speakeasy. So again, just very, very historic. And anyone who's interested in these kinds of things, not just the paranormal, but they're also interested in the history. So we've got generals. We've got, um, I also work with um, the group that um, that uh, goes and tries to preserve our cemetery and so they did a, so they did a reenactment which was super interesting um we did a reenactment and so each each um, person took a character that was their gravestone and as you walked around they again became in character and said you know this is who i am this is how i live so yeah so you just you just don't yeah. know till you come <laughs> you know about how how many people live here do you know not that many only about, I, I think of like around 2200 yeah. okay yeah. yeah no i was just curious yeah. the size of it yeah. uh because I know I grew up just down the road, as I said, on the National Road, just west of Knightstown. Okay. So grew up in that direction. So we were always headed up and down US 40. And Cambridge City, it, it still has that great same look that I remember as a kid. Very nostalgic when I came in today. I mean, just, the, and I love that part of it all. And so I wondered if it's grown, if it's not so grown since I was a kid in the 80s. Not so much, but yeah. but we have you know people coming in you know all the time, and we want them to visit a lot of Airbnbs so that you can yeah. stay, you can come, you can shop, we can you can eat, and then again we're having all these events that that we are trying to do. Such a great thing for I such mean, a small is. town. There's so much to do. There's more than 500 booths here. There's multiple shops, so it's great opportunity for antiquing. And yeah, if you're into paranormal, the supernatural, there's stuff to engage you there. There's stuff to shop. There's good food. But what I appreciate is how picturesque the community is. If you have the opportunity, dear listener, to come down to Cambridge City, you should. About an hour from Indy, straight shot down 40 or 70, depending on if you want to go the quick or scenic route. Yeah. It's 1144, and it is a beautiful community and a great drive, too. So uh, head on out there if you like that historic stuff and, and learning about great communities around our state in this beautiful time of year. It's 1144. You're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC. Sunshine, lollipops and rainbows Everything that's wonderful is what I feel Oh, and we're together 
44. Let, no, that's wrong. 1149. 93 WIBC. I am okay. I am okay. We have just a few more minutes before we head into the newsroom. Uh, to get today's top stories. And after that, it's Fox News Sunday. For those of you that want to apply for federal student loan forgiveness, you can try to access the application through a beta mode website that was launched yesterday to test the system ahead of the formal website launch later this month. The website, studentaid.gov, is in a test phase, but the application seems to be available when you can catch it. So officials say the site will be paused occasionally for maintenance because of a high volume of visits to the website. So I guess you can try your luck if you want to. Give that a try. In other news, I heard this this week that Gen Zers are calling out the popular thumbs up emoji for being rude and hostile. Even saying they feel attacked whenever they see it used in the workplace. <laughs> the Kylan's Gen Z. Okay, yeah, I am Gen Z, but I don't know about that one. Well, let me give you the list. They, it's they don't like they don't like it. You don't like it apparently. It's upsetting Only for you. Only in the workplace is that what it says? All the time, but particularly in the workplace. Hmm. Uh, it's pretty petty sometimes. Uh, yeah. It says it's used to be really passive aggressive. Yep. Super rude if somebody just sends you a thumbs up. Come on. Okay, it's like if just it, that to me to it's me like the K. If you it's just like send K. Oh, oh. Boomers would do that often, or like my just mom. Say so K? Just say K. K. <gasps> mom, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? Did I say something wrong? Oh. Yeah, don't like you, that. Bless your heart. That seems sensitive. We like being quick, but I don't. <laughs> we don't. We don't Here are like some that. of the others that you uh, have canceled. Thumbs up. The red heart. What's um, wrong with the red heart? That, I don't know about I, that one. I, I love it. that one. The okay hand. You don't like it. You don't like that okay <laughs> hand, which makes her laugh just even do it. Doesn't like the check mark. You don't like poo. No. You don't like the loud okay. crying face, the clapping hands, the lipstick kiss mark, or the grimacing face. The grimacing face. You know, like... Oh. oh yes, yes, with the teeth out, clenched. <laughs> oh yikes! Yep, that one. You're canceling all of these. Honestly, I. It depends on the context. Sometimes when boomers would do it, it gets out of hand. I'm not gonna lie. And it makes you crazy a little bit. Oh, you guys need to settle down. <laughs> you need to take a pause. Is what you need okay. to do. Okay, no, just <laughs> new topic. New topic. It's 11:52. How about some food news? Ooh, food. Do news. it. We have some love, restaurant love, openings. Love. Do we? Yes. Because easy. Starbucks is closing oh, on the circle. Yeah. So sad. But, but the closing is always an opening. That's a really good point. Like Pure Eatery over in Fountain Square, that closed. But then Easy Rider Diner just opened on Thursday. That sounds motorcycle-y. It's a cute diner from what I've seen. It's one to check out. Another opening is with the Pacers start of the season. There's a Pacers-themed restaurant called Indiana Pacers Courtside Club. Where? Mm-hmm. It's over on Civic Plaza. No yeah. kidding. I remember when the Colts had the Colts Grill. Oh. I think it's gone now. The Colts Grill. And so now the Pacers have kind of a, a little eatery. Oh. That's cool. It is. Basketball-themed food. Pretty cool. Basketball-themed food? You mean like... <laughs> what do you mean? Like what you would have... At a basketball game, it's a Just grill. I bet it's a grill. Named burgers. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, so cute though. The hoops shake or you know something. What, you know what else is cool? 
There was a 2016 Whiteland graduate who was on Hell's Kitchen recently. I love the show. So but cute. I didn't know that. Very but you cool. said recently, is he gone? Or he or she gone? I think he's still on the show. He's, I think, currently competing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So we've Very got we've got a, a Hoosier that's on Hell's Kitchen, mm-hmm. and we have a Hoosier that's on The Voice. The Voice. Wow. Go Hoosiers! Got a girl. It is National Pizza Month, so some deals you can get onto. There's Pizza Hut offering two medium pizzas with one topping each for $6.99. Papa John's large one-top pizza for $10. And then we were talking about KFC and Chick-fil-A last week. About the speed of the drive-thrus? Yes, and a study actually just came out from QSR Magazine, and they said that Chick-fil-A was indeed the slowest drive-thru. At the very bottom, and then Taco Bell being the fastest. Okay. It's because of the number. The number, there's more people eating at a Chick-fil-A, I bet, than a Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe not. Big lines. I know that mm-hmm. the in our little food strip center out on the east side of town, it uh, you can really kind of compare when you see... Because I always pick the line that's, you know, okay, right. maybe I don't maybe necessarily this want get... this particular route, but they're quick. Mm-hmm. You know, they're fast because there's not as many people in line. Yeah. Interesting. Do right. you like Chick-fil-A <clears throat> lemonade? But, I'm not a lemonade drinker. Oh. Unless the kids have it in the neighborhood. That was always my go-to. Whenever my parents would take us to Chick-fil-A, that would be lemonade. the prize, is getting a lemonade. So sweet. It was so wonderful. Why do you bring it up? Well, because it tastes like hand-squeezed, and there's like the just a straight pulp in it. But there, it's a viral video going through on TikTok of one of the workers at Chick-fil-A showing a video of them making the lemonade, and it is not exactly what we all assumed. Powder? It is, yeah, a little pouch of lemon juice with pulp and then a big bag of Splenda. <laughs> that's why it's so sweet. Yeah, it makes sense why you don't. So that's it. It's um, not really hand squeezed lemons no, that are going it was in. It's pretty disappointing. Yeah, I kind of just never <laughs> believed that it was. I don't know how you'd operate that way. I'm really gullible. Don't that's be sad. Don't be sad if you still love it and it's still delicious for you. Keep drinking it. You're going to love it. Uh, it is 11.55. We're here for about another minute or so before we head into the newsroom again. Uh, don't want you to forget about our programming note tonight, the U.S. Senate debate between the Republican incumbent Todd Young, Democrat Tom McDermott Jr., and Libertarian James Seniak. That will air beginning at 7 o'clock right here on 93 WIBC. And I want to thank you all so much for joining us today. If you're headed over to... Uh, Lucas Oil Stadium right now as we get set for the Colts game. 60 degrees now in sunny skies. Roof is going to be open. So I don't know if that means you want to take a little something or something, but it, the wind is going to be I pretty strong later. Mm-hmm. I would layer up a little bit too. Uh, it'll feel chilly, but it is Marvel Character Appearances Day once again. So get your pictures taken over there and uh, it's going to be a great day as the Colts take on the Jags. Again, one o'clock kickoff that you can hear on our sister station, 107.5, the fan, ninety-three ninety-five. Well, I don't remember the other part. 107.5, thank you. (laughs) Just go there. (laughs) If you're an entertainment person, it is the last day for Heartland Film Fest. Oh, it is indeed the final day for Heartland. That Mm -hmm. went quick. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Have a great week ahead. We will talk to you next week right here on 93 WIBC.